today we are looking as part of our John series at Pilate. Pilate is an interesting man. He's a philosophical man. He's a man under orders and over orders. We see from this passage that the Jews did not want to be unclean, so they did not go into Pilate's house. He had to come out to them because he was unclean to them. How would that have felt to him, I wonder? The Jewish leaders exerted their control. They wanted to be clean for Passover, so there was no way that they were going into his house. It reminds me of when Jesus tells the Pharisee in Matthew 23, 26, blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and then the outside will be clean. These guys refused to be made unclean by Pilate's house. But what was in their hearts was to kill Jesus, to kill the very Messiah that they'd been waiting for, for all these years. What was it they wanted to be clean for? To eat the Passover. Had they remembered? Are they thinking of celebrating? How? You know, they just wanted to eat. They wanted to consume. They completely lost the holiness of this feast. They'd forgotten the story of their ancestors escaping the oppressors. These Jews had become the oppressors. Even though they were still subjects of a powerful emperor, they still wielded their power. So they lied to Pilate and they told him Jesus was doing evil. What did they think that he was doing that was evil? Was it the healing, the forgiving, the feeding of large crowds? Perhaps it was the breaking of the Sabbath. Pilate flings it back into their court. You judge him by your own law. But then we see the real evil seeps through. It's not lawful for us to put anyone to death. Ah, there you have it, folks. That's what they wanted. They wanted to go to the authorities because they knew that the Romans did put people to death. And they'd searched their law and they couldn't find anything on him. Pilate has a think about this and he goes back into his home and calls Jesus. Note, Jesus doesn't refuse to go into Pilate's house or mention that that would make him unclean. He is submitted to Pilate. So Pilate asks him, are you king of the Jews? I wonder, is he really interested in that? Is that the question he needs to know? Is he thinking he doesn't need another awkward Jew, another uprising? Caesar would not be impressed. Caesar doesn't take well to other kings, nor does Herod. Pilate is fed up of these Jews causing him issues. You can tell it in his tone. Am I a Jew? Am I a Jew? Pilate wants to connect with Jesus. Your own nation have handed you over to me, he says. Considering they probably would have tried to avoid that. They probably tried to rule their own people. This is a very unusual case for him to be given. Pilate asks him almost in wonder, what have you done? What have you done that was so bad that they pass you over to me? In John 18, 36, Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom was of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might be delivered. But my kingdom is not of this world. And so Jesus answers this question. Yes, he's a king, but he's not one that's going to challenge Pilate. So Pilate can relax a bit. Pilate carries on with this thinking. So you say you are a king. Well, he didn't actually, did he? He talked about a kingdom. You say I am a king. 
Jesus says, for this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I've come in the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Here he is telling Pilate his purpose, his mission statement, and Pilate once again misses the point entirely. Pilate has his agenda to find out if this man thinks he's the king, but then he gets distracted by the question about truth. But he doesn't realise the truth is standing right there in front of him. And he shows what Jesus says to be true because Jesus says, everyone who is the truth listens to my voice. Pilate does not listen to the truth. He doesn't recognise truth speaking to him face to face. The truth is right there. These scenes before the crucifixion feel like a play where the purpose is to kill Jesus. Everyone around him is going along with this. Characters come and they go, sending Jesus ever forward towards his death. They think that they are doing this to him. But no, Jesus is letting this be done. You see, Jesus not only knew himself well, he also knew God. He knew where the authority was. He knew where the help was if he wanted it. Pilate goes back outside to the waiting Jews, still being richly clean outside, and says to them, I find no guilt in him. The ruling authority does not find Jesus guilty. He can go home now. I'll release him as your Passover custom. But they didn't want that. They wanted murderer Barabbas to be released, an insurgent, someone who had done the things that they were accusing Jesus of. Pilate had Jesus flogged and he probably thought that would be enough. Publicly humiliate him, then send him away. But that's not enough. Pilate repeats that he finds no guilt in him. Behold the man. And it is all those ritually clean chief priests and officers that start the chant. Crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. Crucifixion wasn't a Jewish punishment. They'd stepped into Roman law. Cursed is the one hung on the tree. Crucify him. Pilate again speaks up. Take him yourselves and crucify him, for I find no guilt in him. Pilate has said this three times. He's found Jesus not guilty three times. Yet the Roman leaders go at him again and again. We have a law that he ought to die because he made himself the son of God. What? Well, says Pilate, well, he might have done. He rushes back indoors to find out. In John 19, verse 8, when he heard the statement, Pilate was even more afraid. This does not speak of a man who is in charge, who is making decisions. Pilate is afraid. He is a pawn in the hands of the Jews. He knew, as we see in John, he is now also starting to realise that this isn't just about a group of angry men. This could be about God, a personal concept that he may not know or understand, but something bigger than he was intending. Jesus says to Pilate in uh, 19 uh, verse 11, you would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given to you from above. There's that God thing again. And Jesus spoke about sin. He who delivered me over to you has the greater sin. Now we don't know if it's fear or if it's righteous judgment, but it says in John 19, 12, from then on Pilate sought to release him. Pilate was done with this. He didn't want any more messing around. He was scared and things were getting out of control. But then the Jews cried out, if you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. Everyone who makes themselves a king opposes Caesar. 
this point, Pilate was scuppered. He can't move one way or the other. He lets the innocent man go free and his reputation, his career, his life may all be in jeopardy. He didn't want this kind of accusation to wing its way to Caesar. It was midday. He'd been going on at this all morning. He had better things to do. They were clearly not going to leave him alone. So he brought Jesus out. He sat on the judgment seat and made a declaration. He gave the Jews one last chance. Behold your king, he says in 19 verse 15. They are literally screaming for Jesus to be crucified. His people. The people that Jesus has walked with for thousands of years are the ones who want him dead. Pilate has one final try. Shall I crucify your king? We have no king but Caesar, they scream. Jesus is standing there watching these people he loves, who've made him their enemy. They have no king. Once again, like in the days of old, they have no king. God is not good enough for them. And with that, Pilate delivers Jesus over to them to be crucified. Exit stage left, Pilate. I wonder whether Pilate, like Peter, ever looked back on that day and repented. I wonder if this was the beginning of his faith story, or did he continue to ponder what was truth, the man who'd looked truth in the face. What was Pilate's problem? He lacked courage to die for an innocent man. He lacked courage to stand against the mob. He was scared of Jesus, but more scared of the Jews. He was scared of Caesar and what he might do. He was scared to lose his reputation. He was scared of the repercussions of everything that was happening. How like Pilate are we? Do we have the unshakable trust in Jesus that we need to take us through life? Can we stand up for our convictions, defend the innocent and declare the guilty guilty? Are we lacking in courage? Have we had Jesus watch as we declare, we have no king? through our actions and our words. Who is your king? Take courage, my friends. Take courage. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you are our king, and I pray that we will make you known in our words and our thoughts and deeds. I pray that we would always worship you as our king, that we would put you first, and that we would not deny you. Give us courage, in Jesus' name. Amen.